Welcome to the HR Chat Podcast, bringing the best of the HR and talent communities to you. Attracting and retaining employees is top of mind for all businesses today. The great resignation of 2021 has seen employees leaving their jobs in unprecedented numbers, 50% are naming better pay and benefits as a key reason for leaving their jobs. With our health at the forefront of much of the conversations during the global pandemic, physical, emotional and mental, it's a wonder that more employers haven't yet revamped a key component of employees benefit package. And that's, of course, health insurance. In this HR chat episode, we're going to ask how employers can attract talent with excellent benefit packages that won't break the bank. Yes, listeners, they do exist. My guest this time is John Butler, president over at JB Benefits Consulting, LLC. With over 25 years of experience in workplace benefits, John has written a new book that explores new approaches to healthcare that every business should consider. In his new book, Health Insurance Sucks, what a title, John uncovers the world of business healthcare and delivers new solutions that you could implement today. The book aims to provide you with an entirely new way of approaching healthcare for employees and to arm you with every weapon that you need to fight against big insurance, big pharma, and the big government players that have dominated for decades. You could be on offense rather than continuing to play defense against skyrocketing premiums and deteriorating benefits, says John. In fact, the book talks takes the rules of uh, levied by insurance companies and pharmacy companies and even the US federal government and state governments and, and uses those same exact rules in an attempt to beat them at their own game. Love it, love it, love it. John, welcome to the show today. Thank you so much for having me, Bill. It's a pleasure. So beyond my reintroduction there, um, before we get into how we can fight the man and fight, fight big companies and all the rest of it, John, why don't you start by uh, just introducing yourself a wee bit? Yeah, I grew up in Bloomington, Minnesota here. Um, got into the finance business in 1988, into the insurance and employee benefits business in 1996. Uh, fast forward to about seven to eight years ago, I started studying just the health insurance marketplace for employers around the country, around the USA. And uh, it was, it's been quite a journey, um, some of it maddening and angering. And uh, some of it wonderful. So the, the wonderful parts start to come into my world about four years ago, of which I realized there's solutions that already exist today um, due to a number of different factors. But three years ago, plus I started writing a book. And uh, here we are today, and it really does suck. It really does suck, but it doesn't have to if you get the right advice. And uh uh, so let, let's start with a big hook for our listeners today. Uh, th- those are thinking, well, am I going to give this episode the full amount of time? Well, you absolutely should if you want to save some money. Um, you, you claim in your new book uh, that, that, that it explains how to reduce healthcare costs by 20 to 60 percent. That Does that mean the ecosystem is currently set up, John, to unnecessarily to, to insurers? Yeah, and that's the maddening part. It's it's not just the insurers. It's the pharmacy companies. It's the the entire system, hospitals, brokers, brokerage firms. It, it's it's a system designed to benefit the the big players in the marketplace, uh, which I just mentioned, rather than the employers and the employees. And really, the employees is who I'm fighting for because they have no idea what's going on. The employer makes the decisions on their behalf. Some money comes out of their payroll check each and every week or every couple weeks. 
They get a benefit that continues to rise in deductibles and out-of-pocket expenses. Sometimes they never use it, and the prices really end up being, at least in, in the USA, two or three times a car payment. That's how much employ employers are paying for single coverage. And families, one to many times, two times a mortgage payment. So you live in your house all the time. You drive your car a lot. You don't use your health insurance all the time, but that's how much it's costing, and that's why it's so maddening to me. Okay, thank you very much. We've established the, the passion. We've established the why. Let, let, let's uh, let's talk a bit about the who. Who who the book is aimed at, John? Uh, is it is it small to medium sized businesses? Is it large organizations? Is it both? Yeah, it really is both. But the you know eighty five percent of the population in the employer market is small to mid sized businesses. Let's face it, and they're the ones that have at least they feel like their hands are tied. They have the least amount of opportunities to do anything differently. And um, that's primarily who it's aimed at. Although the larger companies, you know, we'll talk about them a little bit when custom plan designs and what's happening there, which that's what, you know, a lot of my consulting comes in the area of large companies as well. Um, but, you know, each particular one, each of the choices in my book, are primarily never offered by the brokers and brokerage firms around the country simply because it's relatively simple. If they even mentioned any one of these three alternatives, they'd likely lose the company's business. And who wants to do that? Yeah, and we're going to get into those three uh, shortly. Um, but before we get there, next question for you. Why are affordable and comprehensive health plans important to attracting and retaining employees, John? You know, we're going through this period at the moment, the great resignation. Uh, I can't help but continue to talk about it on the show because it's dominating a lot of uh, a lot of uh, bigger discussions. How, how has the great resignation increased the urgency of offering plans to candidates and employees? Well, let me start by saying that each one of us in our own roles gets into a little bit of a bubble. For instance, Health insurance or health care plans for businesses certainly is important. It's, it's the biggest benefit of all the benefits on a, a company's benefit program. But, you know, if, you know, you're, you're dealing with a broker, that's, that's their world, too. You know, when I broke into the consulting area um, and, and trying to solve something like people leaving the workforce, you know, out of your employment or trying to attract them, there's, there's all kinds of things outside the bubble. I mean, one of the most amazing things I think that that is out there is there's a company called Tuition.io, which is a company that adopts a program for employers that can actually pay the college costs of the loans for all of these, you know, young people out there in the marketplace. And it's primarily young people that they're hiring. Um, you know, so if I was going to come onto your organization, Bill and you want me to be attracted to you and be retained by you in some way, shape, or form, and I've got a $350 loan payment, tuition.io allows you, the employer, to pay that part of it or all of it, whatever you want to do. That is going to retain me and attract me to you much more than the health insurance. I know we're here to talk about health insurance today, but this this big resignation, as you put it, um, it, it has to it has to allow for thinking outside the box here. Okay, wonderful. Um, we do try sometimes to think outside the box on this show, so uh, I would welcome that. 
Um, now, then, there, there was a bill passed in June 2019, John, that went into effect on Jan 1st of 2020. Um, Jan 1st of 2020, that seems like a very different long time ago now. Um, that you say mm-hmm. changed the framework and, and the foundation of how businesses can offer health care. Can you tell us about the bill and its impact? Yeah, the bill actually stated uh, that businesses... Well, let me just start with this and frame it properly. 90% of the businesses own their own health insurance contract. That, that's easy for people to understand. They buy a Blue Cross, a Aetna, a Cigna plan, whatever, and they offer these multiple benefits to their employees. And, and you know, they, they choose them and then they they pay, you know, part of it. The business pays part of it. That, that's the normalcy of this for, for decades. But when you when you really sit back and consider you know, how the framework of that is offered. If I'm a company of 100 employees and I bought a, you know, a Blue Cross contract for everybody in my state, offered it to all my 100 employees, if just three or four of them have high claims, the rest of the employees' premiums will go up, you know, sometimes as much as 30 or 40% the following year. And that collective attachment to employees' claims is now basically offered to be to most employers to break away from that framework and say, look, I'm happy to offer you health care, but how about I offer you tax-free money and you design it yourself? Which really in philosophical senses makes sense. I mean, I might want a high deductible plan because I never go into the doctor. uh, So that fits my profile. You might have a family with three kids, and you might want a copay plan with a lower deductible. So you're able to take your $800 a month tax-free and design it yourself. Now, there's a little more work on the back end of this bill, but if you think about just the, the, the simpleness of that, if you offered me a car insurance plan for your company of 100 employees and I adopted that plan and I found out that three people got DUIs and cracked up their cars and my rates went up by 30%, I'd really question your thinking. So this is literally a departure from 90% of the businesses around the United States that are sitting within this framework. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much. Okay, um, I've got a bit of a longer question for you now. We're going to break it up into into three parts because you're vocal about three different ways of doing healthcare that isn't generally offered by brokerage firms. We touched upon it um, earlier on in this interview, so we're now going to get into those three. I'd like you to talk about each one by one. Firstly, perhaps you can you can chat about outsourcing your benefits to what's called a, a PEO or a professional employer organization. Yeah, that's that's a and, and remember each one of these is is not offered by most brokerage firms, each one of these solutions. And this is this is really a dramatic departure for a lot of small to mid sized companies. So my brain works best if I use an example. So Bill, if you were interested in a in a professional employer organization and you came to me, uh, you know, and there's dozens of these PEOs around. Uh, and said, look, you know, I'm trying to compete with larger companies in my business of selling my services or widgets, whatever it is. I can only afford health health insurance and dental insurance and maybe a 401k. A PEO sets up a Fortune 500 suite of benefits, which not only includes the, the aforementioned benefits that I just talked about, but payroll, workers' comp, uh, all of these things, dental life, disability. I mean, you now have a Fortune 500 suite of benefits 
to attract and, and retain employees that come into your employment. Uh, and, you know, these have changed dramatically over the years. Uh, previously, they're, they're kind of hard to adopt, uh, hard to get out of if you wanted to get out of them, if you outgrew your PEL. But, you know, technology is driving everything today, Bill. And technology has advanced PEOs dramatically. And now the more forefront or the more cutting edge PEOs offer carve outs for different benefits. So in the healthcare world, you know, I'm, I'm interested in helping uh, businesses, you know, design their own coverage the way the, for the program that fits them. And rather than adopt the PEO's healthcare coverage, they allow you to carve out the healthcare plan, still have the Fortune 500 suite of benefits that I just mentioned. Uh, but, you know, so a PEO basically saves time and money. And many times, if you carve out the healthcare plan and you save the money on the healthcare plan, it pays for the annual cost of your PEO. So that's the first solution. Okay. And the second solution that you talk about in the book is is the custom plan design programs that go after the, the four key cost drivers within a health plan, which are primary care, pharmacy, outpatient and surgery costs, plus hospitalizations, of course. Can, can, you, can you talk to us a bit about this? Yeah. Custom design plans are really for uh, larger companies primarily. They can be used for, you know, all the way down to, you know, 100 employees or so. But what this really does is picks apart a health plan. Now, if you can imagine a a, 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 a fully insured, what we call the business health plan, it means that you're giving your premiums to a, a, an insurance company. You have no chance of getting a dime back, but they cover your employees. So whether it's Blue Cross, Cigna, Aetna, United, whatever it is, um, it takes that fully insured health plan and breaks it up into custom-designed programs. So your primary care plan might be, you might cover your employees through a technology resource and using direct primary care doctors where we can talk online. I use my own direct primary care doctor, which I can text him, have a video call with him, unlimited you know, time frames that I can utilize them. Then you can, you know, outpatient surgery centers. Um, the custom design plan is a product that uh, consultants like myself have vendors that have relationships with healthcare providers that have pricing built into it. So a knee replacement at a custom design plan might be $26,000. But if you're left to just flail about and pick one out there in the marketplace, it could be as much as $140,000, believe it or not. So, you know, outpatient, that's an outpatient surgery situation. Pharmacy benefits is probably the lowest hanging fruit. You just replace one of the three monopolies that control 80% of the entire United States marketplace with a custom designed fiduciary responsible pharmacy benefit manager. And that immediately can save 40 to 60% just on your pharmacy costs. And then the last one is hospitalization. And that's a much deeper topic. But in essence, uh, doctors are performing surgeries each day at the same hospital in the same operating room with 150 different costs, depending upon which insurance company, which network, which discounts that the patients come in 
which is ridiculous. I think everybody will agree. At the end of it all, custom design plans allow you to have transparency and understand exactly what those cost drivers are, control the cost drivers, and everybody, most people would understand, you control healthcare costs, you control premiums. Okay, and the third is what you call a cafeteria design. That, that sounds interesting. Talk to us about that. Yeah, cafeteria plans is, is a, a terminology that most people in our business would refer to as a cafeteria plan maybe as a way of providing tax-free money in a legislative way. But I, I, I want it to be ex extremely simple to understand in my book. A cafeteria plan, as I define it, is your employer gives you $15 every day to go to lunch. $15 gets you that tray, but then you put together the food that you want, the drinks that you want, that, are, that you like, that your design is proper for. And that goes back to the cafeteria plan, goes back to that June 2019 piece of legislation that now is offered to now any size company. So many of you out there will understand that there was penalties that were imposed uh, by the Affordable Care Act on employers that were 50 plus employees. And if you didn't have a plan that the, they told you that you were supposed to have, they could penalize you $2,500 per employee per year. And there's other penalties as well, but the design of a cafeteria plan now is easy to design to avoid all of the penalties. You could be a company of 50, 500, 5,000 and you could use this cafeteria plan design. The big departure, and I know a lot of HR people would, would have questions about this, is the administration of it behind the scenes. So philosophically, it makes sense, but administering the program is what most people are afraid of. And this is where technology has come back in. And technology is booming in every other walk of life, but. Most people know, don't know that digital healthcare and the technology involved in this, there was more money that went into digital healthcare in 2019 than the previous three years combined. So if, if HR people are worried about the administration of this type of a program, it sounds pretty, you know, outside the lines, you know, not normal kind of thought process for what's gone on for decades. But the administration has been streamlined to be so reasonable and so simple for employers and HR people that uh, you know you can come in, you can have a census, you can measure what these cost differences would be uh, compared to your current fully insured or self, even self-insured plans. Find out that the potential cost could be you know 20 to 60 percent less depending upon your area in the country, and then go forward from there. Explore the 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 actual reductions in costs, and then talk about what the administration is like afterwards. Most CEOs or employers that realize a 30 to 60% savings in their healthcare and understand they have a budget from that point forward would be very interested. And once you understand the, uh, the administration part, would say, well, let's adopt this and let's do it. And if there's bugs along the way, let's fix them. Okay, so uh, it sounds like things are getting uh, easier from from an administrative point of view. But what what about user adoption, John? What what about from uh, the the employee perspective? Aren't new healthcare solutions disruptive to employees? What well, what does the transition look like? Yeah, and and the cafeteria design model that's different than the others is because all of a sudden 
you've given them the opportunity to make those choices themselves where they'd never done that before. Okay, so that's a whole different world. And when, you know, when, when, you know, and everybody understands change is scary. Okay, so uh, the point of, of introducing these different philosophies and ideas is not to say one is better than the other, but, you know, uh, you know, there's really, there's not any, as my, one of my heroes, Tom Sowell would say, there's not solutions in the world, there's trade-offs. So you have to understand the pluses and minuses of these. But the interesting part about the adoption, and most HR people are dealing with onboarding and offboarding, you know, in these uh, with these solutions, and, and how does that change the, the scope of that? Well, now in the PEO world, the custom plan design world, and even the cafeteria design world, you can shoot an email to the employee, have them put in the information needed, click send, and everything is going to be done for you on the other end. So it actually does, you know, save an HR person loads of time by the newest technology, by using, utilizing the newest technology resources for adoption, onboarding, offboarding. Of course, with the cafeteria design, you know, Cobra goes away. There is no, you know, they own their own coverage. So if you have an employee that leaves, you just click the right spots on your computer. It gives them the option to continue their coverage and owning it and paying for it themselves and you're on your way. Okay, and uh, what, what about you? I, I understand that you and your wife switched to a choice plan back in August 2018 called a health sharing option. Why did you make that change? Yeah, that was quite a story. We had um, we had a fully insured or traditional health insurance plan through one of the carriers here in Minnesota, and we had a $4,000 deductible, and the premium was going up for the two of us uh, to $1,800 a month for that $4,000 deductible. I did a ton of research on these health sharing plans, and so back then we chose one that that fit our situation. So we chose a $500 deductible. They actually don't call them deductibles; they call them unshared amounts. But set that, setting that aside for a second, the health sharing programs are outside the systems of normal health insurance and pharmacies and so forth and so on. So. Um, our premium was $344 a month rather than $1,800 a month. You know, that saving of, of $1,500 a month or $18,000 a year has continued all the way to this day. And, um, you know, most of the scary part for employees or for employers adopting this type of a program is that this is, this is brand new to the system. In fact, only two companies in the United States offer it for employers. But this is this is our scary story. We adopted it August 21st of 2018. On Christmas Eve night of 2018, my wife had to go into the emergency room, and she had a pain in her arm. It turned out to just be an infection, but it scared the daylights out of us. Four hours in the emergency room. We got out of there at 3 in the morning. I get the bill six weeks later. It was for $6,750. And uh, being in the business, I kind of understood how this health sharing thing worked. Called the hospital up, and the one thing that I didn't expect was once I told them that I had a health sharing plan or I was a cash payer rather than in the insurance world, an insurance plan, she said, oh, well, let me get to my other system. And 10 minutes later, our bill went from 6750 to $3,125. They sent the revised bill out to me. We paid the $500, the health sharing plan paid the rest, and we were on our way. 
Uh, it was that simple, believe it or not, for me. Uh, there's a lot of other complicated situations out there that are described on YouTube. You can see a million of them. But the health sharing world is really flourishing around the United States. One of the companies went from 15 employees to 350 in the last two years. And so this is just an alternative when you offer a cafeteria plan design. These people are free to do what they want with the money that you give them as an employer. And if they want to choose a health insurance plan, they can. And if they want to look at a health sharing plan, which is not, not everybody qualifies for it, but about 70% of the population qualifies for it. Um, and if you want to choose a health sharing plan, your employer will give you that money and you can have that choice yourself. And so adopting the health and, you know, the cafeteria plan, individual health insurance and health sharing model, that's where you're looking at about 60%. That, that, and sometimes even more, believe it or not. Uh, but that's probably the most transformative, cutting edge thing. Whether health sharing will take over health insurance companies, <laughs> that's a long ways off, Bill, but it's like, it, it's, it's, it's really flourishing within the marketplace right now all over the United States. John, I'm sad to say that uh, our conversation is almost over today. But before we uh, before we do wrap up, though, how can our listeners connect with you? So maybe that's through LinkedIn. Maybe you want to direct them to your website and whatnot. And also, how can they get a copy of your new book? Yeah, Amazon. It's um, I'm happy to say we, we hit number one in our category just a few weeks ago. Um, so Amazon.com, you know, just put an Amazon book, Health Insurance Sucks. It'll pop right up. Uh, you can read the first chapter for free on Amazon um, or, or go to our website. Uh, my website is jb-benefits.com where you'll see me and you scroll down and you'll see uh, my book. Either way, uh, that's where you can find us. Awesome. Well, that just leaves me to say for today, John Butler, thank you very much for being my guest on this episode of the HR Chat Show. Wonderful to be with you. And listeners, as always, until next time, happy working. Thank you for listening to the HR Chat Podcast, brought to you by the HR Gazette.